Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Extraordinary Family Life Podcast. We thank you so much. We've gotten so many great responses uh, in person. I've had people call me and message me. I've had coaching clients like, you know, oh, thanks so much for those those last few episodes, especially the episodes on sex and. And we've gotten so many messages, great messages from people who really connect. In fact, we've even gotten messages like, nope, not me. <laughs> I don't connect. But it's been that's been more rare. And they've connect even Connect or relate. Oh, there she is. I... She's here. Oh. That was a sneak in like boom. Oh, okay. I'm here. <laughs> connect or relate. But it's it's been really awesome and so we're super grateful. And actually can I can I ask a favor? If you've heard something uh, in any of the episodes from this podcast, would you do me a favor? Because Rachel and I, we want to share this with as many people as absolutely possible. We want to get this message out to as many families and couples as possible. And one of the ways to do that is if you guys leave a review. So would you go leave a rating or a review uh, or a comment on the podcast? And you just where, to, wherever you listen to the podcast. Yeah, wherever you listen to it, just, just leave it. You know, if you don't know where, just go to go to iTunes, look up the podcast, and just sit, leave a review, right? And um, go ahead and click five stars <laughs> and say it's the best thing you've ever heard. <laughs> leave whatever no, review yeah, just you leave, would like. Just leave a review, but it just helps, right? It's that social proof to share. We want to get this message out with so many people. Okay, so today, my friends, we are super crazy excited to kind of carry on this conversation and answer some questions that have come in from ladies, from the wives, and some really, really thoughtful things that they've asked and said, hey, can you can you address this? And it's for us, it's a blast to think through all these perspectives mm-hmm. and to think through all these different um, options and alternatives, things where... Points um, of view. Points of view, right? That That's the key element there. You get so many different points of view. And when we hear about it, even on a somewhat regular basis, I think we can safely assume like, okay, there's more than a dozen people experiencing this. This this is probably fairly common for, for some couples and we want to address it, right? Because we want to help. Amazing intro moment. <laughs> Sorry. That was awesome. So we're recording in our van as we travel the world. It's a great place to record. And for some reason, the radio just kicked on. Sorry about that. Okay, ready? So here's, I, I guess we'll start with with these messages I've got. And I've gotten them over the years. And will you, oh, all of you, will you please acknowledge that if your spouse is a really good person and they want a great marriage, like they're going to sincerely do everything they can and they want you to do everything you can to make the marriage great. Like don't don't take that for granted. Be grateful for that. But realize so, so here's a, a specific example. I know Rachel is a just a phenomenal human being and I know she wants an extraordinary marriage. So I can safely assume she's going to work on herself, but I also have to know she wants me to work on me. And like that in no way makes me resentful that in no way is threatening to me that, that I'm not going to say but just accept me for who I am woman <laughs> what am I not good enough like we had that conversation we were dating you remember that mm-hmm. and before we get married I'm like babe I would never ever ask you to love me for who I am 
who do I think I am? Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm so great right now as a 23-year-old that you should just <laughs> love me for who I am. I've always had this healthy idea like I'm going to keep leveling up. And I'm going to keep leveling up. And I'm going to keep leveling up. And for her to want me to be better is actually fantastic. Mm -hmm. Would I want a wife that doesn't? No, thank you. Right. Right, but I have to settle that in my mind. Like, if my wife wants me to be a better man... It's because of love, not because she doesn't think you're good enough. Right. Which is kind of true. I mean, honestly, Look, I'll, I'll just say, I'll good just enough. say it. I'll just say it so she doesn't have to. <laughs> Brother, you're not good enough. Okay? <laughs> now, if you shed some tears for a minute, that's okay. Wipe them off and buckle up, buttercup. Like, and I can, I can speak to the men like this right. and I get it. And there's this big thing right now. And, and I know some of you might start sending emails right now. Cause I just said that you're not good enough. And they're like, everyone's good enough, Greg, what are you doing? People are good enough. Cause I know there's, it's a big buzzword right now to be enough. In fact, I just literally had a coaching call. All right. I got to say this. I just literally got off a coaching call and I said to her, you are enough. And I mean it wholeheartedly. So it's maybe the two-sided coin where I said, gentlemen, you're enough. Don't don't beat yourself up about it. Don't be insecure about it. Don't cry yourself to sleep every night because you feel like you're not enough. But I can also in the same breath say, hey, buddy, you're not enough. Level up. Well, Let's go. Well, I'm going to add this piece right here because once we gained this understanding in life, which I'm about to explain, it really helps with so many aspects of life, with everything. And that, that thing is this idea of the two-sided coin or the dichotomy of life in everything. When you can learn to realize that there's two sides to everything in life, and that's okay, you can accept two opposing views at the same point, and same, you know, on the same point, and, and that's actually okay. So you can accept that you are enough and you're not enough at the same time, exactly. and that's very healthy. It doesn't have to be one or the other. You don't have to feel like striving for being better is wrong because you need to accept yourself as being enough. You can do both. And that's how you find this healthy balance of saying I am enough and I'm going to work on being better. That has been an underlying um, theme in our marriage on every topic practically. Literally from when we started dating. Yeah. That you can be both things. That life is a dichotomy of seemingly opposing and contradictory views or positions exactly so i don't i don't have to like i can love myself and be absolutely comfortable in my own skin and i am and yet at the same time simultaneously i am totally discontent with where i am because i know i can be better exactly. and so i can do both right so i personally today i'm going to talk to the gentleman and brothers i'm going to I'm going to speak boldly and directly to you, and here's why. I think many of you, if not most of you, are living far below your privileges, far below your potential, in particular when it comes to your marriage and your relationship with your sweetheart and your family. And there's all kinds of awesomeness you could be enjoying with just a few simple tweaks. I'm not throwing you under the bus here and saying you're a, you're a schmuck, right? I'm just saying, hey, there's a few little things you might just innocently be missing and not be aware of that could totally transform your life and your marriage so here 
we go. And this came from some specific requests to us from wonderful women saying, hey, would you mind speaking this? Would you mind speaking to the men? Because, and here's what's interesting. In fact, can I say this right now? Please, all of you, I beg of you, do not make it hard for your spouse to talk to you and make requests of you. Why make it hard for them? It, it would just be so wrong of me to make it really uncomfortable and difficult for Rachel to be able to come to me and say, Hey, Greg, I'd really like it if you did this better. That should be the easiest thing in the world for couples to do. At any moment, she should be able to come to me and say, Hey, Greg, I, I, I don't like how you're doing this. Or could you do a better job of that? And, and even if I feel defensive or whatever, or even I might, and I, I don't have to always accept everything she says. I might be able mm-hmm. to, well, let me explain how I see it and, and let's talk through it and have mm-hmm. a different perspective here. But I never need to make her feel bad or make it make her afraid. Oh my, ooh. Gentlemen, if you have made your wife afraid to be honest with you, ooh, it makes me want to put you in a submission hold. <laughs> <laughs> Practice a little Krav God. Don't do that. Do not make your spouse afraid to be honest and, with you. And, I mean, we understand that it comes because of the way we were raised. It comes because of our own fragile egos. It comes because of a lot of reasons. It, it's We get that it can be hard. Like, we know that. <clears throat> we're not discounting that. But what we're trying to do is provide a different perspective. Like, wait a second. It, it shouldn't be hard. Let's try to make it easy. Let's try to make things better by not being so hypersensitive, right? Or defensive or all of these things. Like that that's the ideal. We're setting an ideal for you to work towards. Love it. I love doing podcasts <laughs> with you, babe. Because she can be the gentle side of the coin and I can be the fierce side of the coin. And, and it's so nice. And it's so nice. It's so nice. Okay, here we go. So one of the one of the questions that came in just said, Hey, so I and several of my girlfriends, and again, this is a common thing, we love our husbands and we want amazing marriages, but sincerely, we feel neglected. And I'm speaking with women who are genuinely and sincerely meeting their husband's needs, even their sexual needs. They're working at understanding them, but not. It's it's not that connection and and sex isn't a real connecting experience due to husbands continually neglecting their wives. And the fascinating thing is this isn't an intentional neglect and it's not from guys who are bad guys. I hate to use good and bad, but like they, they are good guys and they're trying to be good husbands, but because they misunderstand their woman's needs, the woman is feeling neglected. One, because it's very difficult, unless you study a lot of psychology and different things, for as the woman to even totally understand what it is that you need. And then to be able to articulate that in a way that, that, your, man gets that your man can understand <laughs> that. Like Greg and I have had to work long and hard to achieve that, right? It's not easy. It's very challenging. It's very complicated. So with the best of intentions, this woman's doing everything she can to meet her husband's needs. And again, I'm, we're not saying she's perfect at this either. But she's feeling that her unique and different needs are not being met and fulfilled. And so 
well, and we're going to get into this because she's giving, 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 but starting to feel resentful. And women will do this. It's not, you know, they're not trying to be the martyr, but they will give and give and give. It's their nature. It's in their nature to the point that they begin to become resentful because they think that someone, well, obviously you'll just give back to me and you'll give me what I need. But after a while, when that doesn't happen, they just feel resentful about it. They may not stop giving. They may continue to give, but all that happens is the resentment continues to build. And the flame dies, slowly dies out. Oh, so we'll we'll get into all that, and we'll get into how men and women kind of keep score differently. So yes, we understand. It's hard to understand. And some of you gentlemen are like, dude, I, I don't know. Who knows what a woman means? I, <laughs> I can't figure this out. And I'll be the first to admit, like after Rachel and I worked on this a lot, I still, and this happened yesterday even, we were having this conversation, and in my mind, it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. But I catch myself, and I say, okay, this doesn't make sense to my man brain. But I know now enough to make to understand this makes sense to her woman brain, and I need to acknowledge that and work with that. Hmm, exactly. Even though it doesn't make sense to me. Exactly. I'm like, that, that math does not add up. <laughs> that that <laughs> right. arithmetic is off. But it's different math, man. Right. Exactly. Um, and what's happening is because it's almost like the men and women are speaking different languages that sometimes, and this is the thing, men are like, well, I'm doing what she's asked. She's asking me to like do the dishes or different things and I'm doing those things. But what's challenging, because I'm going to admit here, women are complicated. Okay. (laughs) I'm a woman and it's still difficult to figure myself out. But because we are so complicated that very often what we're saying isn't exactly what we mean because we don't even maybe know what we mean oh, right man. i know that is I know. so <laughs> true because a man's like wait a minute you said this and you're like yeah but i mean that like yeah but you said that and men well, are very literal because okay this is the best way i can explain it right now it's like if you had a picture in front of us say we have a gorgeous painting here in front of us that's what's inside a woman's brain and you're and then the man is saying explain this picture to me and I have to look at this painting and I'm like well I guess I'll start over here with the trees and so I start talking about the trees and you're like okay so it's about the trees I'm like no it's not about the trees and I'm like why did you talk about the trees I'm like I don't know I just picked the trees okay (laughs) so I'm trying to explain the painting without you being able to see it and only being able to use words which have to be concise and specific and so I start with that but it's not concise and specific it's the entire scene right but unless I do a lot of talking (laughs) you'll never actually see the entire scene that's a woman's brain and a man's like just tell me one sentence or less exactly. woman. What just it is. tell me what, what I need, need to do and she's like I just need to talk to you for hours and hours and hours so I can describe in detail every aspect of this painting and then you'll understand <laughs> so um, before we dive in though we're gonna I'm gonna hit this message and we're gonna address specific things that women um, ask for and desire but we we want to address first and Rachel I've talked about this a lot this idea of needs 
Now that word needs can be defined differently and we know um, some well-known presenters and, and people think they just grasp on this idea a need is something you have to have or you will die so you got to have food and water air and air and those are your needs if you don't have it you'll die anything else is just a desire well because in the last podcast we touched on the fact that intimacy sexual intimacy is a need for specific especially for men and i believe emotional intimacy is a need for women and we did get a comment someone saying well that's not actually a need things needs are things that you're going to have if you're if you don't have them you're going to die and okay technically yes but we're not here to try to tell you the things you have to do to, <laughs> have stay, to, do alive. to stay alive right <laughs> the purpose of this podcast is to help you thrive to have an extraordinary marriage and an extraordinary family life yes. so we're not here like if you don't do this you will die Okay, whatever. Anybody can talk about that. We're trying to get you to level up. And in order to level up, there are specific needs. And in fact, there is a hierarchy of needs. Like Maslow has an entire pyramid on the higher hierarchy of needs. And he I, calls them that. They're I, psychological needs. I did five podcast episodes on that pyramid. Ooh, so they're, they're all in there. Go back and listen to them. And they're all needs. The very, and there's a lot of detail around them. The very top of the pyramid is self-actualization, which means like living your mission, your purpose. Now, is that a need? Are you going to physically die without that? Well, maybe not. But trust me, you are not going to feel fulfilled and alive if you are not self-actualizing. So and, when and we that, discuss needs, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about psychological needs. Like uh, many women, if not most have a quote need to talk to be connect. heard to be seen to connect intimately through conversation now will will she die if she doesn't get that not literally but, but she we might die seen, inside we have seen the side effects of women who have not do not have those needs fulfilled and they are not as healthy emotionally mentally spiritually as they could be if that need was fulfilled Absolutely. And then there's, you know, somebody else kind of synthesized Maslow's stuff and put it into the six human needs. That we need we need certainty. We need uncertainty. We need love and connection. We need significance. We need growth. We need contribution. Those are the six human needs. Right? So there's there's lots of needs. There's lots of human drives that are driving us all. And so when we talk about needs today, we're talking about the needs we all have. Pretty much any time we talk about needs. Yeah, this is what we're talking about. Like all these needs. And again, the needs are, the goal is an extraordinary marriage, not just a good marriage. If you're interested in a good marriage, sorry, this podcast isn't for you. (laughs) Go somewhere else. Don't listen to anything. Don't read. You just go through life just taking care of whatever you feel like taking care of and and you'll be good. In fact, your life will fall apart. Okay, (laughs) let's dive in. Here we go. So she, she says, look, will you please, Greg, talk to the men? and and help them see this and so yes gladly gladly i will joyfully put my arm around my brothers and say hey let's let's level up fellas let's let's help our wives well and even this point right here women who are sincerely meeting their husband's sexual needs and working at understanding them 
but it's not being a connecting experience for the woman due to the husband's continued neglect. Now, again, I believe that this is not intentional neglect. It's just unconscious or unaware of neglect, yep. right? Cool. So that's what we're going to talk about. So let's hit her points. And and we'll add some points. Some of these are our points, some of her points. And some of her points were like, yeah, I've been talking about that for years. And I'm, I'm gladly ready to reemphasize that thing. So first one is all around health and fitness, fellas. Your health and your fitness does have an effect on your relationships. And this, this is hard to hear, but it's true. And it goes both ways. It does go both ways. In fact, I had, a coaching, to the men today. I had a coaching session just this morning about that very thing. And there was one very, very good man who was willing to say, look, I love my wife and I'm focused on it, being attracted to her and only to her. He says, but it's honestly harder when she's unhealthy. And the same is true going the other way. It does. It's a rough truth, but it's still a truth. It hampers the enjoyment of sex and attractions, especially when a husband is significantly overweight and not caring for their health. And it's almost like a... It's all, I, I mean, Maybe we can see it like this. This is my personal perspective. If I'm not taking care, for, care of my body... I'm I'm kind of inadvertently and directly sending a message to Rachel that I don't care about our relationship and I don't care about life. And if I die unhealthy, early death, well, mm-hmm. whatever, I'm out. Yeah. And it's sending this message like I don't care about you. Now you see what I'm saying? Like, and you're like, what? No, how could that be? But but think about it, man. Well, think about that from a psychological perspective. If you do the research on this, you see that very often unhealthy behavior including obesity, well, including the results, which is obesity, are caused by something that is off in the psyche. So it could be a lack of self-respect. It could be um, negative experiences from your past. Like there's a lot of things that go into this, but essentially the reason most people are unhealthy, and we're using the word unhealthy because that's what it is. We're not talking about being overweight or being fat or any of that in like or, a shaming sort of way. Or looking a certain way. Yeah, it's not it's about, not about that. Looking, it's about being healthy. And being healthy is unique for each person. Your level of health is going to look and feel a certain way for you that looks and feels different from everyone else. Like I have a Tongan friend who is very healthy and weighs 300 pounds. Whoa. Right. So <laughs> the point is you want to be your healthiest self. That's just a good thing that's a positive thing for you to be your healthiest self now the things that are keeping you from being your healthiest self are leading to things like being overweight or not being tired exhausted low low energy energy, all of these things just feeling like crap all the time not sleeping well yes low libido all of it and all of that has a direct impact not only on yourself but on your relationship and on your spouse so yes in many ways it's inadvertently sending this message that i don't really care that much about myself or about our relationship now compare that to when you were dating and you know you go out of your way to try to look your best smell good (laughs) you know like Stay take healthy. care of yourself because you want to attract this other person into your life. And so if you're not doing that same attraction type behavior, 
it is sending and uh, you know unconscious or n- not deliberate message that I don't care as much as I did back then. And if you're not trying to be attractive, what are you trying to be? Well, the reality is you're you're becoming unattractive. Like we're trying to be really honest here at Direct and 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 just honest. like if if I were to pick one thing, if I'm working with a new coaching client and they've got all kinds of stuff to work on, like what's the one thing, the most important thing that you just have to start with this one? I'd say get your health back. Make it an absolute priority. Get your health in awesome condition and stay there for the rest of your life. I know a lot of guys and and I've had um a couple of interactions since those last podcasts of gentlemen who they're just kind of disconnected from their wives. And, and I was like, and, and both times I'm like, I'm going to take a guess here. I'm going to take a shot that they're uh, out of shape, overweight and unhealthy. And in both cases, spot on, right? Cause it just, you start, you lose your vibrancy, you lose your spark, you lose the spring in your step and you just start existing and you don't feel very well. Well, and sometimes we've heard this as well in the past from, um, women sometimes who say well it's actually switched in my relationship I have more of the libido I have more of the sex drive than my husband and very often one of the reasons that is is because their spouse their husband is unhealthy so if they were in a healthier state maybe their libido would match their spouse or or surpass it we don't know but you can't say that, oh, this is the case, if, if the par- each partner in the marriage is not at their ideal level of healthiness. Exactly. So make this a priority. Gentlemen, take absolute ownership of the condition of your body and get after it. Make it a huge priority. Do whatever changes you have to do. I have a friend that lost, in fact, two, and an uncle that lost over 100 pounds. And man, life is totally different. For them because that's so awesome okay next um, putting boundaries putting boundaries on work life so you can be more involved with kids lives and family life rather than being on your phone all the time or disconnected in other ways women do not like it <laughs> when you are not connected when you're gonna be there like be there I and I've told this to Greg before I'm like if you've got stuff to do on your phone Go somewhere else. If you're going to be with us, be with us 100%. Women like that. They want you to be there when you're there. And a man might be thinking like, wait. Well, I'm uh, here. but I'm, I'm right here. Like, what, what? Just because I have a game on or just because I'm answering some emails or texts, like, what's the deal? And what is that? This is where we go as men. We're like, what does that have to do with you and me? What does that have to do with our sex life and you loving me just because, like, I got some work to do, woman. I'm working for you and the kids. Right? And all of a sudden, I get defensive. I'm like, I put in all these hours. I work so hard. What's the problem? And all of a sudden, it becomes a source of contention instead of a source of connection. Mm-hmm. So, yes, gentlemen, work. And when you work, work hard. Be absolutely successful at what you do. In fact, smash it. Master it. Be world-class at your work. But, but then set those boundaries and be done. And the science work. is very clear that people are ultimately more successful when they set boundaries around their work. And then have recovery time, which family time is definitely a recovery time. If you do it right, 
if you don't know how to do that right, then you need to listen to some of Greg's other episodes. But set boundaries around the time that you work, and when you're done working, be done working. And then be engaged in your family. Many of you, I'll just I'll just say straight up what I've seen after 25 years of, of researching this and working with thousands and thousands of people. Many of you are struggling to set these boundaries because you do have not developed and cultivated the skill, the habits, the systems to be productive. You're just not very productive. And so you feel like the only way to get more done is more hours. And that's just not the case. That's actually a faulty uh, way of thinking. Yeah. yeah. Right? So, and, and again, like if, if you need the tools and the resources and the training around health and fitness, around productivity, around boundaries. Energy management. Like this is... This Time is why energy. I built my master class for men. And like that's exactly why I did this. <laughs> Cuz I'm like I got to give these guys the tools and the training, the resources and and the concepts, the mindsets, the heart sets, the skill sets, all of this so that our lives can be fully optimized. So yes, you need hard boundaries. Hard boundaries. And maybe you turn off your phone, literally turn off your phone, airplane mode your phone or leave your phone in the car in the garage and when you go home, you don't bring it with you. Maybe some of you, I'll just straight up say it. Some of you gentlemen need to get rid of your TV. Yes, I said it. And yes, I'm talking to you. <laughs> You're like, that's a little extreme, man. Is it? Is it extreme? Again, we're trying to teach you how to thrive here, not just live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so some of you have For a need to get rid of your TV. Greg and I bought our very first TV as a couple last year. We've been married for 20 years, and we only bought it because we have an Airbnb that needed it. <laughs> and they, they are going to want a TV there, so we got that. But because, and here's why. Uh, there's, some, there's some really key principles here. Many, many women, and if you're like this, I, I bet your wife has felt this, and maybe she's expressed it, or maybe she didn't know how to express it. Many women feel like they are second place to their work, to their husband's work. Or their second place to sports or the TV or the phone and if you want to have a, a, a less than awesome marriage just make your wife feel like she's second I in fact I would go far, so far to say that unless your wife feels like she is the most important thing in your life she's feeling neglected that whole podcast could have been right there. <laughs> there it is. That's it. <laughs> That's it, you guys. No, and let that sink in. Now, I know some of you men are mentally wrestling with that right now. Like, You're what? like, are you kidding me? I bust my butt. I get up early. I stay up late. I work so hard. I dedicated my life to learn this career and do this, and I do it all for her. It's all for her and for the kids. I do this for her. Of course she's first. But, gentlemen, you have to show her... If she doesn't, I'm just going to butt in. If she does not feel like she's the first, all of that is for nothing. Exactly. It's a waste. <laughs> and you're like, but I tell That's her crazy. every day that she's my most important thing. And I go to work for her. Gentlemen, it doesn't work. It just doesn't cut it. She has to feel that she is the most important thing in your life. The number one thing you think about that you adore her above all else and it man it has to be above sports and your buddies and your adventures and your phone and making money and being successful and getting that title and that position whatever else and one of the ways to do that is what we're talking about 
You simply need to be with her and the family because she loves it when you're giving attention to the kids too. That's actually really sexy, guys. It is sexy, which we'll talk about that more in just a minute, but you need to be giving your full attention to the family when you're with the family. And, of course, what we talked about before, like taking care of yourself. That helps her feel like you care about her when you take care of yourself. Yep. Love it. So, gentlemen, set some hard boundaries. Do it right now. In fact, ask your wife. Say, hey, sweetheart, what, what boundaries would, would help me with this balance so uh, you don't feel neglected by my work? And, and I get it, gentlemen. Some of us, our minds, we get focused on work and we could work all the time. I get it. And some of us, for some of us, especially you entrepreneur type or you guys are all in, so it's, it feels hard to turn off your brain. Like it just mm-hmm. keeps, you're like, I can't control my brain. It just comes up with work ideas right now. <laughs> like I get it. Keep a journal. C- carry a leather journal with you and capture your ideas and address them when you're at work. But set some hard boundaries. Ask your wife to set those boundaries and then agree to them and keep them. Gentlemen. And that's something Greg will do. I mean, if we're together and he has a thought or whatever, he's like, I'm going to capture a thought really fast. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Great. Capture your thought. But then he's going to come back and be fully engaged. Yeah, beautiful. Okay, next. All right, so another thing. Take interest in leading the fami- family spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and in the condition of the home. <laughs> this right here, women love this. Because do you know what? Whether she works or she's home all the time, she is constantly going, 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 doing things for the family every day. And many women are very self-sacrificing. They will buy things for their kids before themselves. They will do, you know, take the kids to things for themselves before they'll ever do anything for themselves. They are very self-sacrificing and they're constantly invested in the improvement and well-being of their children nonstop that's what they think about so when your man will come home and actually take over for a little while you're like oh my gosh like this is amazing (laughs) it is so sexy it's so like relieving and supportive to have him be like i'm going to you know take charge of bedtime I'm going to lead a discussion I'm going to whatever it is like do your thing it doesn't even have to necessarily be something specific like you could ask her like what would you like me to do but if you just took charge and like okay we're gonna do this thing we're gonna have this talk we're gonna take whatever like she just wants you to be involved so she's not the only one always doing all the things which again in your mind you're like well that's not true i do lots of stuff well right but according to the woman's mind she's the only one doing all the things all the time that's how it feels (laughs) now the man brain (laughs) whether that's logical or not right or accurate or not exactly that's how it feels so the man brain right now is like well that's not fair I've been working my butt off. I don't ask Mm -hmm. her to come to the office Mm -hmm. and and work with my clients or my patients. I didn't ask her to work on this project. She didn't have to come to the work site Mm -hmm. and, like, use the shovel. I'm tired, woman. (laughs) And, like, isn't the home your role? Isn't that your your job? job? Like, how am I I supposed to expect you to come home when I'm exhausted and take over? Right? And and it's just, this just isn't fair. And I'm going to add this because I know this has come up a lot. Some men will be like, okay, I'm going to come home and I'm going to do all that stuff. 
And they're doing it all thinking, this will change things. My wife will appreciate it. I'll get lucky tonight. Yeah, we're going to have more (laughs) sex. This will be great. And the wife doesn't respond. She's like, oh, well, yeah, thanks for taking care of that. And she goes to bed. Or she goes off and does her own thing. Right? So I, I get it. Like, I get... We, we've heard this. We've heard all the sides of this and the conflict over the roles. And, well, if I take over, then... And, and honestly, some women, instead of operating in self-sacrifice, they operate in self-sabotage. And they don't help out. And they don't take on the role. And they have some bad habits they're carrying. So, again, we get that this is complicated. But in an ideal situation, we're all aiming for ideals here. You're going to re-energize. You're going to come home. Well, that right there, what you just said is a very deep and complex topic that could cover many podcast episodes about re-energizing. But that is a key key to this entire thing. You have to just generate some energy before you get home and you have to be ready. You have to... You have to disengage and separate what happened at work and what happened during the day is done. It's over. You have to re-energize, revitalize, clear the slate. Again, here's here's a perfect case where men and women keep score differently. You got to come home and say, okay, what happened at work is work. Done. That that section of my day is over. I draw a line. It has no bearing on what's about to happen. The evening is different. This is both mm-hmm. of us together raising a family. In the family environment. So I cut that off. I can't come home and say, well, I've worked all day. I'm t-. I can't do that. I can't do that because I, I cut that off. One thing's over, well, I close that. you can do that, but you're not going to <laughs> thrive and have the extraordinary marriage we're talking about. And so, Whether that seems fair or not, this is how it works. <laughs> and this is me lovingly looking you in the eyes, gentlemen. And saying, you got this. It doesn't you, seem fair. Let's, But you can do this. Level up. You have Lean to be the here. man. Be the man. And show up for your wife. Show up for your family. Show up for the condition of your home. Show up to be a leader spiritually, mentally, emotionally, educationally, financially. And I'm just going to say it. like You, you earning the money isn't enough. Well... Buddy. Like you, you mentioned here before that women don't keep score the same way. And if you listen to like men are for Mars and women are for Venus, he talks about that in the book. But if there's a whole checklist of things, going to work is one of them. Check. Done. But in your mind, you're like, that's a big, that huge challenge. That's like worth lots and lots of points because I went to work all day. In her mind, she's like, that's one thing on the list. We still have all the rest of the stuff on this list. And if you aren't doing other things on that list, you're not earning more points with her. Now, this may or may not seem fair, but this is how it works in a woman's brain. And when you learn to work with that instead of fight against it, that's when things get really good. And amazingly, that's when your woman starts to adore and respect you and like idolize you because you are the man. Many of you, unfortunately, are... You're not, you're not showing up, fellas, and you want your wife to respect you and admire you, but you're not being very respectable, and you're not being very admirable. And I know that doesn't seem fair, but I'll just, I'm going to throw this out. This is what I learned when I was young, and it changed my life. Affair is where pigs win ribbons, <laughs> dude. So stop with this whole fair business. Be a man, right? 
men aren't interested in going and winning ribbons with the pigs. <laughs> okay, next. Here we go. One of those things you got to do when you get back. Actually, you got to do it all the time. You got to do it during the day. You got to do it in the morning before you go. During the you day when you're sending little text messages yeah, and text messages. emails and little videos and little voice messages. You do it when you get home. And right when you get home, throughout the evening and before bed, you do this all the time. Ready? It's to show affection. It's to show appreciation, kindness, admiration in the daily interactions, and an interest in alone time together to talk. We've, we've addressed that, and we're going to keep addressing that. Mm -hmm. One of the things you have to do is you, one of your roles is to come home and listen. Well, that's, that's what's actually kind of meant. When a woman says she wants to talk, what she really wants is for you to listen. <laughs> Thank you for the clarification there. Okay. She does not want your input. <laughs> Unless she specifically asks, like, what do you think about that? Or what, what do you want to say about that? Then she wants you to talk. But otherwise, you can literally just sit there and listen. And have a few, mm-hmm, yeah, uh-huh, I get that. She will just love that. Those are, those are <laughs> new sounds for many of us. Yes. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm just like, I have all the solutions to your problem, woman. Just let me solve your solutions. problem. I don't I just want you to listen and say, yeah. Mm -hmm. See, and that doesn't mm -hmm. make sense to the man brain. Again, we've talked about this, but I'm going to reiterate it. It doesn't make sense to the man brain to sit there and just listen to her. Um, it sounds like complaining. And ladies, don't be complainers. Don't be naggers. But for, for many women, they just want to share how they're feeling about that thing. Now, for men, like, well, if you feel that way, let me go fix it right now. And she's like, I don't want you to fix it. I want you to I listen. I want you to understand how I'm feeling. That's it. That's it. Right there. If I feel like I'm understood, I can fix my own problems. I often know what the solutions are. I just need to tell someone about them. And to me... Who better to tell than my husband, who's agreed to share this whole partnership of life with me? I could go to my girlfriends, and I could go to my mom, and I could go to someone else. To me, that feels like complaining. But if I go to my husband, who's my partner in life, I'm just sharing how I feel. I'm relieving the emotional burden by simply telling someone else about it. And every time she does that, gentlemen, I have to bite my tongue <laughs> and remind myself she wants me to listen to her, not fix her problems. Because I'm sitting there like, why does she feel like this? She didn't even feel like this. If, if, she, if that's a problem, she should just take care of it. What's wrong with her? Good night. And, ah, right? And I'm all frustrated. And she's getting more attracted and more connected exactly. to me. And I'm sitting here like, oh, if she says one more thing about this stupid, <laughs> right? We're going in different directions. So I have to stop and say, I'm just going to listen. She just wants to be heard. And afterwards, she feels great. And if you're not careful, you'll feel like crap. Mm -hmm. But you can feel great, and then remember, you're connecting. Now, in this too, it's dates. You guys go on dates. Somewhere, somewhere, somebody and set plan up. plan the date. She yeah, doesn't. Exactly. She is making yes. decisions all day long. All day. So all am week. I. It works. She's work. doing stuff. Okay? <laughs> She's taking care of all the kids and ordering groceries and all of the things. She does not want to have to plan a date with you. I cannot even count how many times this has come up in coaching sessions. I'm like, look, lean into your wife. And, okay, we do dates. And I'm like, are you planning the dates? They're like, well, no. I'm like, 
let me ask out of curiosity, would your life would your wife like you to plan the dates? And invariably they're all like, Oh yeah, oh geez, oh she would wow, that would be amazing. I'm like, step up, brother. Spend a little time preparing and come up with some good dates. Plan it. Make some decisions. I mean, ask for her input, but come up with some things. It works. And do uh, somewhere socially, we came up with this one date a week kind of idea. And like, okay, what if you did two, fellas? <laughs> what if you did little mini dates? Now, it doesn't exempt you from a, a good date every week. But what if you did mini dates? Rachel and I went on a bike ride yesterday. It was awesome. I loved it. She was. I loved it too. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. Uh, she was preoccupied. I'm getting with some... used to riding a bike again. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> but go on mini dates, micro dates. Do romantic gestures, fellas. Come on. Step it up. So I had a coaching session last night with just a great guy. And I was like, hey, man, like. You, it, it, you almost get a little bit dorky, right? Where, and I told him, I'm like, when I'm away from Rachel, like, I miss her, even if it's just for a few hours. And I'm like, I can't wait to see her again. And he's like, that sounds dorky. I'm like, yeah, be dorky, dude. Be dorky. And it's, it's just a choice. You're like, yeah, but we've been married for 20 years, man. So what? Be excited to see your wife again. Be excited to hang out with her. Can I tell you from the women's pers- woman's perspective how much I love that? Is It does not get old. Every time Greg sees me, he gets excited about it and gives me a hug, even if I was just in the other room for like 20 minutes. <laughs> and I love it. I absolutely love it. And I tell her how beautiful she is. And I tell her how much I appreciate her. And I tell her how much I love her. And I know some of you are like, dude, I told her that last month, okay, and nothing's changed. <laughs> Does she have a short-term memory loss or what? Uh, kind of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Women probably. kind of have short-term memory loss. They, I know you told them they were beautiful yesterday, but today she's wondering. Right? And so, it's true. She wants to hear it every day, if not multiple times per day. It doesn't get old. Now, the only reason it would get old is if you said it the exact same way, the exact same thing every time. That gets if, old. And if you're checking the box. You have to get creative. Like... Thank you so much for putting away the dishes. Here's like, what I, whatever. Here's like, why I failed for a while. I was super generic. Babe, thanks so much. I love you. I really appreciate you. You're awesome. You're awesome. That's all. That's, and she's like, awesome at what? I'm like, well, like everything, babe. You're <laughs> awesome. You're just the best. She's like, well, no, like specifically. Well, <laughs> all of it. You're like the best wife and so mom. Then. And she's so sick of these generalities, right? Because yeah. my simple brain is like. And I do this. In my brain, I'm like, she's amazing. And in her brain, she's like, well, amazing name some what? specifics. Specifically, what am I amazing am I, at? I'm racking my brain. I'm like, this would take me, this feels like a college essay where I'm like racking my brain for hours. Like, don't make me do that. <laughs> but she appreciates the specifics that you notice the little things. And I'll be honest, many of us gentlemen are not very good at that, are we? At noticing specifics. So that's, that's a good gesture there. One more thing that we lean into hard is time away as a couple. Move heaven and earth, brother. Do whatever you have to do. Find babysitters. Earn extra money. 
Like, make it happen so you have time away just as a couple. And we try to do overnighters, I don't know, probably every other month we get on some kind of overnighter. And then usually once a quarter, maybe twice a year, we do, we'll go on something that's two or three nights away. But then every year we go on 10 to 14 days away, just us. And we mm-hmm. need couples trips. Man, that kind of stuff is such a gigantic investment in your marriage. It's huge. So please, 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 please make those investments. And I can't tell you, like, from the woman's perspective, it is so rejuvenating to go out, first of all, on dates, and then to get away with just your spouse because you actually feel like a woman again. You're not just a mother. You're not a wife. You're like a woman who's attracted to a man. And, and who's that's being how it pursued by a man. Right. And if I don't have those regular reminders that I'm actually a woman who's attracted to, married to, pursued by a man, it's easy to forget and to not care that much. Because there are plenty of other things that can distract me and keep me busy. Like, I've, there's an endless list. It never ends. So if I don't have those regular reminders that I'm, besides all of those other roles, I'm also a woman, then the marriage relationship just starts to die. And I might add, gentlemen, one of your responsibilities is to help her remember that. Have you felt the frustration like I did, like once the kids started coming... I kind of felt like she forgot she was my wife. She's like, oh, great. She's just a mom now, and I'm... Another I'm, child. I'm just another <laughs> child. Or I'm, I, who, uh, I'm left. I'm just a provider here so she can be a mom with her little right. kids. Right, exactly. I got, I got left behind, right? And she has to be reminded of that. That I'm a woman. By you, I don't know, what, like whatever works for your relationship, but buy her a new dress and take her to a fancy restaurant. Remind her that she's a woman and you're pursuing her. Like, th- this kind of stuff is so, so important and so good, right? Ah, so. Okay, a couple other things. Yeah, let's hit it. Let's hit a couple more stuff. And then we'll be done. Yep. So, we just want to touch on this again, that some women, well, many women, give, give, give. And as a result, they end up be feeling neglected and being resentful. Even if they're married to a good man, okay? This doesn't mean that their husband's having affairs or addicted to porn or whatever else. These are good men, but because they don't understand a woman's needs, her psychological, emotional, mental needs, these women feel neglected because those specific needs are not being fulfilled. And when she tries to articulate them, the man brain doesn't understand it and discounts it as being unimportant because in his mind he's doing the things he needs to be doing. He's being a good husband, and he is. But for her to feel truly cherished, fulfilled, adored, and not neglected, there are certain things that he needs to be doing. now. And if, if, if he doesn't do that, he also feels useless. Right. right. So sometimes women with the best of intentions, man, they do so much and give so much mm-hmm. and their man begins to feel kind of useless. 
Right. And so if you are a very capable go-getter woman, that's great. But you, you as the woman have to be aware of this danger. Men need to feel needed. Now, gentlemen, if you're married to a go-getter, do not retreat. Do not settle. Don't just allow her to do everything. You have to level up in other ways. Yeah, at the very least, if she's handling everything great, first of all, ask if there's something she would like you to take over, whether that's the budget or the grocery shopping, the laundry, whatever, something, and then take on that role and do it very well. Or if she literally has it handled fine, find something else. Like go to the next level, earn more money, make a bigger contribution. Like not in a way that neglects her, but in a way that contributes to what it is she's trying to create. This legacy, this vision, this, this um, life that she wants to live. Like how can you add to that? How can you contribute to that instead of just sitting back and riding her wake? Right, because well like, oh, everything's taken care of. She's, she's yeah. rocking it, I'm good. And, and you start to coast. And fellas, there's only one way we can coast. And it is not to the top. She's climbing up and you're coasting down. And that's going to ultimately lead to your divorce or something else. Now we get it. Like some of this came from past conditioning, from the way you were raised. Some of it came from when you were married. This happens a lot with, with wives who have to take over everything while their husbands go to graduate school or pursue a career. And then all of a sudden the wife becomes very capable, very confident, very independent. And men start to feel like they're not needed or they start to relax a little because, well, she's, she's got it, right? And that just leads to a, an unhealthy imbalance. Mm-hmm. So I guess, like, we covered a lot of stuff here. And, and I want you, gentlemen, I just want to give a sincere invitation for you to lean in and level up. Not, not that I'm guilting you, shaming you, or even adding so much more to your plate. Like we're asking you to do things that make your life and your marriage so much better. Mm -hmm. Life is actually easier and richer, Mm -hmm. more fulfilling, more exciting, more romantic, more sexy, all of that when you're doing this stuff. Mm -hmm. And, and it takes awareness. It takes some training. It takes some reconditioning. It takes some rewiring of the old thinking and changing some mindsets. It takes you leveling up your game, being, you know, holistic optimization is always my message. You got to optimize your life because if you're like, I can't do anything at night, I just got to sit down and have some, some downtime, right? Decompression. So I just got to watch some TV. And, and while I get that, I also realize there, I know because I've studied this and done this for so long, there are way healthier ways to re-energize and rejuvenate and get renewal instead of just downtime. And and I'm going to be totally honest here. Some of you gentlemen are married to amazing wives who keep giving because they're givers, who keep serving because they're servers, and you're receiving things you don't deserve. I'm saying that with love, fellas. But you're getting some things you don't deserve. So my message is, deserve it, man. Earn it. Earn it. Earn it. You'll feel better about yourself, and your wife will be way more attracted to you. And there are little things you can be doing that, 
I don't want this to be taken wrong, but it'll it'll help your wife or prepare your wife. It'll it'll help her prepare herself to be more intimate and more romantic and more engaged. So take ownership of this. Take total ownership for the condition and quality of your marriage. Lean into this, man. And if she's already intimate and you feel everything's great, well, you need to make sure she also feels the same. Yes. Because she's not feeling that she's neglected because everything's great for you. Yes, yes, yes. Some of you might be listening to this thinking, no, we're good, man. We have sex all the time. Great sex. My wife takes care of it. Like, things are so good. Mm-hmm. And it might have been your wife who sent me that message. <laughs> so I'm just being straight here. Ask your wife. Don't she, just assume everything's great, man. Does she actually feel like her needs are being met? That she's being cherished, adored, and listened to? Or is she just meeting your needs in an effort to be the best wife possible? Exactly. Because she's all in. She loves you, adores you, wants incredible marriage. So she gives, gives, gives. And you're like, dude, things are good around here. <laughs> right? Don't. Don't, Don't do be that. that guy. Don't be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> do not be that man. Okay. Let's let's lean in. You guys, and, and we're sharing this because marriage can be so good and so romantic. I had a conversation yesterday with someone who, who's been through multiple divorces and, and pretty crummy marriages. It was just heart-wrenching. I just sat there and my, my heart was just broken. And, and at the same time, I was just, I, I was overcome with gratitude for our marriage. Our marriage is amazing. And we work on it. This we, it just isn't luck. It's not have or have not. Like, oh, you guys are so lucky. We both work on it. Mm-hmm. And if you're the only one working on it, that's great. You can transform your marriage if you're the only one working on it. I promise. But it starts with you. And so, man... Do whatever it takes because life is so good when marriage is good. Mm-hmm. And when we're when Rachel and I are driving together, like I, I can I can face anything. But if she's mad at me or I'm mad at her, it's all over. The sky <laughs> is falling. What's the <laughs> point of anything? <laughs> right? It feels like that. So. Oh, we, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. Um, if you know, well, of course you know couples. Share this. Share this with other couples. Share these podcasts. Leave, like I asked before, leave a leave a, a comment. Leave a, a rating. Review. Or a review. That's what it is. <laughs> leave a review and, and share this. Just take a picture, a screenshot right now, wherever you're listening to it, and throw it on social media. Um, if you want help with any of this stuff for men or, or have women, more questions. or more questions, send us questions. We'll do more podcasts or jump in. Like grab, buy the buy the courses, buy the training. Invest in your marriage. It's it's one of the and in yourself. It's the best investment you guys will ever make. Uh, extraordinaryfamilylife.com. Yep. Love you guys. Okay. Reach upward. Go smooch on your spouse right now. <laughs> Just or send a message or whatever. Just do something. Invest in your marriage right now. Love you guys.